This is Estelle Johnson, and you're listening to Follow Your Spirit. Okay, Spirit Family, welcome to another episode of Follow Your Spirits. I'm your host, Timothy Lawson, with my co-host, Jordan Small. Jordan, thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me. So, uh, we're going to talk about uh, the loss to Kansas City at the Plex. We're going to talk about the upcoming upcoming game in Kansas City. Um, And then I want to talk a little bit about math and how it applies to the Spirits' playoff chances. Uh, and I have thoughts sort of surrounding, uh, media in the league. So let's, let's start with the, the game from this past weekend. Um, I I get the spirit looked good, you know, like I, I, it's hard to say that they didn't play well. Um, another one nil loss that, uh, that DC soccer has to eat and, um, you know, I thought that thought that the, they kept on creating chances. They um, it seemed like um, Becky and and Barney were uh, just always aware of what was about to happen. I mean, I guess that's why they're amazing players, right? Because their intuition uh, serves them well, and um, even the even the well created plays by the Spirits couldn't uh, get past the defense. Um, if the crossbar was maybe an inch thinner, uh, Christine Mewis <laughs> probably would have had one, but. Um, you know, I thought the substitutions made sense throughout the game. Uh, it was, it's tough to say that anything really went wrong other than they didn't, they didn't score. Um, do you, do you have anything past that to, to add? Yeah. I mean, uh, it's getting to be kind of frustrating them not scoring. Uh, we talked to Zdorsky and LeBay after the game and they both mentioned how it's, it's like a grit type thing that they're missing in the attack. Um, and, and I think that's very accurate. You know, it, it's not that the chances aren't there. It's just there's something missing right at the end of, of these plays that are causing them to not score. And, you know, it's got to be frustrating for the back line and for uh, LeBay because ha- – how can you get mad at them for only giving up one goal like and losing like that is just crazy i mean that's then falls on on the offense one goal should be enough to at least get you a point you know and it it's some things are going to have to change and I think that Gabara talked about um, the accountability factor is, is really going to start um, taking effect here in the next couple weeks with a lot of players getting healthy, the talk of some additions coming in. So uh, the time to start, start scoring is now because if you don't, you could very well find yourself on the bench. Yeah, and... Um... That's reassuring, um, in a, in a sense that um, as t- as players get healthier and we maybe even get a goal scorer back uh, for us, that Jim has more options and is able to even more so put the most more most potent players on the field for each game. 
Um, I think that, you know, Jim mentioned it in the post game. you know, Tori is maybe someone you don't notice too often during the game, but you definitely notice when she's not there. Um, And I think that was definitely the case uh, this past week. And I feel like there was, um, you know, when when things would get jumbled in the midfield, I would kind of, that's, you know, Tori and Joe's um, absence, I think, is um, evident there. But, yeah, I mean, it's you, we, you and I and, and Jennifer and Kevin and Caitlin and the rest of the typical media scrum all kind of were standing around like we, we have questions we want to ask, but like, who do we ask? And like, and, right. and, and what, what answer are we going to get other than, yeah, we need to try harder because um, it's, you know, it's such it's an awkward position. Uh, or it's an awkward time where like they're not out of it. Right. It's too early in the season to say they're out of it. Um, they're talented enough. Right. We see the talent. Right. Um, we see the chances. We see the improvement. We can even see the chemistry. Right. Game one. I mean, they were making passes to each other that didn't make any sense or like behind each other. You know, like you could tell that they just hadn't played with each other. Now they're making those passes. They're just not finishing. So you can see the improvement. And it goes back to what Tori said in week one and two. Like, you know, we don't want to be peaking right now. But, you know, peaking or not, you need to be somewhere on that incline um, coming into this. And um, this will be a nice segue into some math that I did, uh, Jordan, uh, late Saturday night, um, <laughs> as I sat at my my computer thinking about the spirit, thinking about the season, um, I did a little math, and in 2015, the spirit limped into the playoffs with 30 points, and that was 50% of the possible points that season. In 2016, last year, Western New York took the fourth spot with 32 points, uh, which was 53 percent of the possible points both of those being 20 game seasons this season's 24 matches uh so at three points a game we're looking at 72 possible points so if we use those those two seasons as maybe a benchmark to just sort of guess on whether or not a team could or could not may or may not make or at least have them in a position to compete for it if we say that that number is 55 percent of the possible points that's 40 that's 40 points that the, that the Spirit would need uh, to have to compete for the fourth spot. They have four points right now. <laughs> that means there's 36 more points to get. And with 18 matches left, that's exactly an average of two points per match. Breaking that down even further, and I really <laughs> – I'm just trying to give everybody a – like sort of trying to give an idea, everybody an idea of what this looks like. Um, but it – for every two game, or for every uh, game they lose, they would need to win two games, and for every game they draw, they would need to win a game. So it's, I guess I'm summing that up in that they need to win. <laughs> um, but it's it's easy to say a teams need to win, but I mean, when I say they need to win, like anything that's not a win needs to be matched right, like needs to be matched with a win. Um, you know, versus alternatively, look at someone like like a team like um, North Carolina. You know, and there I did the math. I don't have it in front of me, but they're closer to just over a draw a game, right? So they have more. You know, they could they could hit a, a rough patch and still balance themselves out and still have the top one or two spots in in the league. Um, the Spirit are looking. Uh, you know, they need to match draws with wins and losses with double wins. So. Um, that's the math behind it. Now, it's kind of a it's it's a um, it's a different season with how 
difference. Like it seems like everybody can can win, right? Boston was uh, just recently in the top four. Now they're seventh, right? And that was just <laughs> off of like two weeks, right? Um, yeah. And you know it's early in the season. There should be no overreactions to that. But that that just shows how quickly uh, teams are cruising up and down uh, the the standings and. The spirit can be involved in that volatility. They just need, they just need to come away with wins. Your yeah, thoughts? I'm, I mean, it just shows the parity in this league. I think, um, you know, last week you had uh, the first place team lose to the the last place team at the time. So anybody can beat anybody, and I think that that's what makes the math even more interesting because. It's, it's like this is where it could be, but looking at this league, like anything could happen. I mean, teams could squeak in with with less than that, or a team could theoretically go on uh, go on a run here and and run away with it. But I just don't see that happening, and I think that will make this even more exciting to watch down down the stretch because. You're a quarter of the way in now, and the top team is up on the last place team by eight points, and that's it. Like, that is incredible, and I think that that's a great sign for the league. There is four points separating the uh, Sky Blue in second and the Houston Dash in ninth. Um, You know, that's... That's two games, right? So two yeah. weeks from now, the entire standings could look completely different depending on how that shakes out. So um, to get to 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 put um, my math into perspective into this season, right now uh, six matches have been played, so uh, eighteen possible points. Seattle and Portland are fourth and fifth respectively with nine points. So that fifty percent mark um, right now still still hit is sitting right there at that uh, in, in the playoff bubble. So. Um, It'll be interesting to see how this shakes out, and like we said, like the 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 spirits are are in winnable games right now, and and I feel like up until the whistle was blown, it felt like the spirit could win that game. Yeah, uh, you know, without having to do anything special or tricky, they just felt like, hey, that, that sooner or later they'll get that goal because it's it's coming, it's coming, and it's it's didn't uh, didn't come to fruition. Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be interesting, I think, that makes it even more fun this week because, you know, back-to-backs can be kind of kind of boring, but uh, this past week was, was so exciting and it felt like either team was was right there the whole time, so I think this week will be even, even better. So, uh, yeah, all right, well... Well, I'm sure we'll we'll touch on this uh, each week until uh, the math looks too difficult. When the, <laughs> when it gets to the point where the spirit need more than three points a game, I think that's when we'll uh, uh, maybe stop talking about uh, the the math behind it. Moving on to something that I want to talk about, I want I want to make sure that I'm careful in the way that I talk about it because I want to. Um, I'm just expressing my feelings uh, about a, so. In the year and a half that I've been uh, covering uh, the Spirits, I have heard a couple scenarios where, like, the media didn't really get 
uh, an opportunity to talk to a player or the team or whatever maybe in a couple scenarios in situations. And this past weekend, um, Mallory Pugh was uh, they had her talk to uh, was it the Denver Post that came yep. out? Yeah. Um, uh, a network from Denver came out, so they allowed her to talk uh, allowed her to talk to him. Um, and then they didn't want her talking to you know media really, and so they they pulled her they pulled her away and and, and didn't have her address the scrum. Um, that came after uh, a few hours earlier when there was news that I think it was at Houston um, mm-hmm. ran out of the stadium to catch a flight, um, and and therefore skipped the media scrum that that was at their post game. Um, and Dan Laletta made a good point that, you know, a team would never schedule a flight that would have them leaving in the 80th minute. Um, you know, so, you know, the same accommodation should be considered when, when it comes to post-game uh, responsibilities. Um, I'm, I'm on the fence on that. Like, you know, whatever you, 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 may, you buy the flight that makes the most sense for the budgets and the players and all that sort of stuff, and, and it is what it is. Um, last year um, at the – Playoff game, uh, Kristen Press just wasn't available um, for the, the post game. Um, after the playoff game, I've, I've said my piece on that. Um, just what I want to remind everybody, and, uh, and, and when I say everybody, I mean everybody. I mean, it, whether you're a fan or uh, if you're someone in, organ- in an organization that's listening, uh, 90% of the people in the media are on their own time and on their own dime. And I think that while I understand that they can't necessarily like they can't accommodate every, every time, I think that there needs to be a level of understanding and respect that's been given that's given there. And that um, you know, I think that, and I'll use I, I'll use uh, the situation with Mallory as an example. I think there was a way to give us what we needed as media without overwhelming Mallory with media. You know what I mean? Yep. And and the reason why I'm bringing this up is you, me, Caitlin, Jennifer, Kevin, we're all standing there. We're the ones there that are week in, week out. Uh, we show up on our own gas money. We, uh, you know, um, our outlets are maintained independently. Um and Mallory Pugh was the story of soccer, you know. She, it's not. It wasn't just. Uh, it wasn't just a story of the spirit. Just, she was the story of soccer at the time, and to to leave your dedicated media without a quote or a soundbite at all was really dis- was really discouraging. Um, and I understand the, I'm, I'm not arguing. I actually, when he, when we asked, you know, why we weren't, why we, why she wasn't available, I, I got it that they didn't want her overwhelmed media. That's fine. Um, but I think that even, as, even, even as simple as have like someone walking up and be like, Hey, Mallory's not taking any questions, but she's going to briefly tell her your thoughts, her thoughts on the game and just have her give a monologue and then like leave with no follow up questions. Like that would have been it. Right. Um, everybody would have gotten their quotes, their sound bites, stuff like that. So, um, I was disappointed. Uh, I think we all were. Um, and it was, it was especially frustrating because it wasn't as controlled as they made it sound. It was gonna, like they made it seem because I saw reporters quickly, like asking her questions and getting, and so like they ended up 
kind of stiffing the people that were respectfully waiting while not truly barring everybody from getting questions and, and, and whatnot from her. So uh, those are my thoughts. And that's uh, – feel free to, to, to follow up with anything if you have anything. Yeah, I think my biggest thing about the specific um, Malpew incident is – they were saying that they don't want to overwhelm her with media. First of all, she's done media for that's probably more intense than this for over a year now with the national team. We are not scary people. And like, I, I don't understand like how we're overwhelming her, but anyways, she decided to go become a professional athlete. Where in professional sports is do players not take questions from the media afterwards? She knew what she was getting into when she left UCLA and signed a pro contract. Why are they act like they're acting like she needs to be sheltered when she decided that this was a decision she was making to come to the league. And when she made that decision, she then had to abide by the policy of speaking with the media. Like that, that is professional sports. I, I just don't see where like the idea that getting away with it was okay because you know, like that is sports. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, I agree. I thought there was there there were ways to compromise without. Yeah, again, the one the the media that that they were protecting her from or allowing her to avoid was you know local bloggers. <laughs> you know, like it was. It was us. It wasn't, uh, you know, Stephen Goff wasn't in the scrum. Um, was he? It's, he wasn't there. No, Tim, you're scary. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> you scared her. She was like, that dude in the beard looks weird. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going over there. Um, but, yeah, and, again, going back to I'm just disappointed because it would have made sense if they would have walked her up to her camera interview with Denver and then walked her out. But they did. He he walked her up to the interview, and then she wasn't really being tended to by media from by spirit staff. And so when she was done with that, I saw one or two other reporters that aren't in our usual group wander over and get some questions with her. And that wasn't regulated. And so the their intentions still didn't work, and they still ended up stiffing the people that are there on a regular basis on their own dime on their own time there to tell the story. And, you know, stiffing us on the story of soccer right now. Um, so, yeah, those are those are my thoughts. I, I have no animosity for, for anybody that I am talking about. Uh, I'm just, you know, like anybody that wants to try to do a good job within their outlets, just disappointed. Um, this, let's talk about this week. Uh, now that everybody's like, gosh, ah, shut up, Tim and Jordan. You got, <laughs> I want to hear you complaining. No, our fans get it. 
That's why we don't have a soundbite. I might, I might actually have a soundbite from, uh, from Mallory. I was able to stick my camera over someone's shoulder when he quick when he was asking her some questions that she wasn't supposed to be getting asked. But um, we'll see if I got those. Uh, FCKC this weekend. Is there any? I don't know if I have any different feelings about this game than I did last week's game. Like other than the fact that it's taking place in Kansas City. Um, I still feel I still feel like there should be a two nil draw or a two nil draw a two nil uh, clean sheet for uh, for LeBay. Like I feel like I, I still feel like that's the results uh, that that we're gonna get, even though I just watched them lose one nothing. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I'll change mine a little and say like a one one draw. But you know, this is a again a very winnable game for them and. Kansas City's defense is very good, but their offense is not. And I think that that is like the biggest difference maker for them. Because if they can get an early lead to protect, like, you're not gonna score on them because they, they hunker down and they're, they're center backs of Brune and, um, Yael Averbutch and then Barney. They make up such a good trio back there that I don't think you'll find a better trio in the league. And so that's pretty scary. And, you know, even though they are towards the bottom of the table, they still have uh, the fewest goals against in the league. So they may not be scoring a whole lot, but but they're not giving up a whole lot. And um, they're... They're kind of in the same boat as the Spirit, except for they're actually getting, like, a goal, which is allowing them to uh, squeak out points. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Shannon Williams looks like she's just just seconds away from scoring. Yeah. Um, Stangle looks like she's – that, you know, the, it just – I feel like so many of them are on the cusp of scoring. Um, and I almost feel like I hope that once we break the seal, um, you know, I know we, there was scoring in New Jersey. That was one game, right? We need to see some, some consistent production. And I think I feel like once we break the seal on that, we will see it more consistently. Um, I have nothing really else to add. I think uh, I still say 2-0. I think, I think LeBay and the defense uh, – Step up even more so, trying to uh, keep the spirit in it um, while it's you know maybe zero zero one nil something like that. Um, and I think we've I don't do we think do we think we see Mallory for ninety minutes? I don't think so. Yeah, me neither. I uh, think they'll wait to start her in an environment that she's already been in before. Yeah, uh, I agree. So I don't know, Shayna. We should see Tori back. This uh, this week they uh, alluded to the idea that um, Jim Gabriel didn't have a timeline for her, but expected her available this weekend. So hopefully that's the case. And uh, man, I'm just ready for three points. I'm just ready for. I'm ready to have. Man, new questions to ask players at, yeah. the, end of, at the end of games. Yeah. Um, I've been so I. Uh, for anybody that's been following along and knows the first couple games, uh, I was pushing out sound bites from the interview, stuff like that. 
part of the reason why the last game, and I got a couple I'm going to put out from this game tomorrow, but part of the reason why that has slowed down, I mean, the, the questions and answers really haven't changed. No. Um, and I, you know, it, I don't really feel like, you know, I, I know we all like seeing the player stuff, but it's it's been difficult going in there and the question of, you know, what does the spirit need to do to improve? Well, we need to meld. We need to uh, trust each other and stuff like that. And it's like, oh, I, I have I have three iterations of that same <laughs> that same answer. Um, and it's just because I f- feel like they're treading water. Yeah, it feels like the team's treading water in the situation that they're in. Um, so um, there's only, I, I suppose the the silver lining is there's only one way but up, or yeah. the only way is up from here. So, uh, all right, Jordan, you're going to be in Kansas City. I will uh, be. Yeah, uh, getting down in the media there. Um, yeah. I think I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I always need to make sure I exhaust myself because, like, well, I don't get to talk about this stuff for another week until Jordan and I podcast. So I need to make sure I get all of my thoughts out at once. Uh, no player interview this week, um, but hopefully next week. I want to get LeBay on here soon. I'm sure I can get her um, talk about uh, her off season and uh, and whatnot. And I think uh, I think um, one of the other rookies too, maybe Ship. I know I don't know a lot about Ship. Which makes me want to, which is why she should be on the podcast, since I don't feel like we know a lot about her. Yeah, I think that'd be fun. Yeah. Uh, all right, Jordan. I will. I'm eager to hear Spirit Small Talk on Sunday. Uh, TSR, the scouting report that you do with Backline on Monday evening. You are a yes. busy woman. My goodness. Yes, I, I do a lot, and now I'm working five days a week, and it's just like I come home and it's eat real quick and and then talk about soccer and yeah. i can't you can't complain too much you know no, that's a good problem to have yes it's a good problem to have all right shout out to spirit squadron because we yes. do each and every week uh and i'm uh like i'll tell you spirit squadron make every week uh worth going Enjoyable. to the flex. yeah yes yeah all right, Jordan, uh, we, you and I will talk uh, probably again next Tuesday to recap the game against Kansas City and to rant about whatever it is going on <laughs> in, our, in our spirit lives. Sounds good.